I'm reading from Exodus chapter 25 about the making of the Ark of the Covenant. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Have them make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. That would be approximately 131 by 79 by 79 centimeters, or if you were doing inches, it would be about 52 by 31 by 31 inches. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. Then put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law, which I will give you. Make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide, and make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, place the cover on top of the ark, and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. There, above the cover, between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Well, this atonement cover was later depicted by scripture as the mercy seat of God. And you remember that the tent of meeting or tabernacle was a portable shrine during the years when they walked in the wilderness. And inside that tent at the very center was the Ark of the Covenant. Numbers 9.15 describes the tabernacle of the Ark being covered in a cloud by day and a fire by night says, whenever they set out, Moses would say, Rise up, Lord. May your enemies be scattered. May your foes flee before you. And whenever the ark came to rest, he said, Return, Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. That is in Numbers chapter 10, verses 35 and 36. So the last time that we do hear about the ark, we know that it was placed in Solomon's temple. And we, we remember that David rose up as the king over the other tribes in what became known as the United Monarchy, and he conquered Jerusalem, where the Jebusites were, and made it the capital. David had these plans to build this permanent house for God, a stone temple, and he ordered the Ark of the Covenant to be brought to the city. Remember the cart teetered along the way, and one of the drivers reached up to stop its falling and was stricken dead. You remember that account. So David then had the ark carried into the city by the Levites, as was supposed to be the case. David wasn't able to build the temple because he had blood on his hands, you remember, but Solomon did build the temple. And the ark of the covenant was placed in the very center of that temple in the Holy of Holies. And you remember, only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies, and only he could enter once a year. On the Day of Atonement. We've read about that in our last dig a bit. So you remember we talked about the sacrificing of the goats. One was killed and one was sent into the wilderness with the sins. And so you remember 
that after the death of Solomon in 1 Kings 14:25, we remember that Pharaoh of Egypt, it was Pharaoh Shishak, um, came in and conquered the region and sacked Jerusalem and took away treasures of the temple of Yahweh in the king's house. That happened in uh, the 10th century BC. But then we also, but, but then we read about in Second Chronicles 35, one to six, when Josiah, uh, who was king of Israel, a religious reformer, ordered the Levites to put the sacred ark, well, he was king of Judah, and he ordered the Levites to put the sacred ark in the temple that Solomon, the son of the King David, had built. So some people think that the ark had been hidden and not, had not been in the temple until Josiah arose again and restored proper worship in Jerusalem. But at any rate, we do read that the ark... They were to put the sacred ark in the temple that Solomon, son of King David, built. So we knew we know that it was in King Solomon's temple. And that all of that about Josiah happened um, around 630 B.C., something like that. But in 587 B.C., just really just a few years later, about 50 to 60 years later, the city of Jerusalem and Solomon's temple were destroyed by the Babylonians because of the idolatry that was occurring in Judah. Um, so there's a, an apocryphal text, not an inspired text, but an apocryphal text that said the vessels of the Ark of God and the king's treasures were carried to Babylon. We assume that this is true because the Jewish scriptures that tell about the stories of life in Babylon and in Persia Esther, for instance, make no mention of the ark. So from this moment in the chronology of the history of Israel and Bible history is where we have to just guess what happened to the ark. We believe that from that point it was hidden because a few days ago I was in Rome and I was standing at the Arch of Titus, which was his victory arch when he went in in AD 70 and burned Jerusalem. The, um, the Romans built this victory arch for him that still stands and is very well preserved over in Rome. And I saw that arch and lots of the things that he conquered, the big I'm going to say booty of Jerusalem is actually pictured in stone on that ancient arch. The menorah, for instance, you can see that clearly, the seven candlesticks, but you cannot see anything about the Ark of the Covenant. It kind of leads one to believe that if, if it had been there in 70, in 8070, that it would have been on that arch. We don't have any biblical record about what happened to the Ark after the Babylonians took the city of Jerusalem in 587 BC. There are some records in the Maccabean records that mention it. Mount Nebo in what is, I believe it's Jordan today, is a popular site for illegal digging while people are looking for it. But the government of Jordan tries to monitor that kind of digging. I don't believe we're going to find the ark because I believe if we found the ark, I don't believe it's 
I, I, you know, I can't, I can't definitively say what God's will is, but like so many other things, he is as wise in his reservations as he is in his revelations. And there are many, many, many artifacts of Judaism and Christianity that just as surely existed as did perhaps recent things in American history. We know that they existed, but God has not chosen to show us these things because we as human beings have a tendency to worship the material while we give the allegiance that belongs to Jehovah God to something that is material. And that is what, well, that's exactly what happened. And that's why the ark was captured and taken in 587 BC was because of idolatry. And God is done with that. And God wants our hearts. He wants all of our hearts. And thus, he has made our high priest be Jesus Christ. And our holy of holies is in the presence of Jehovah, where our intercessor, our high priest is. And he wants our hearts not to be on some earthly tabernacle and, and in the quest of it. But he wants our hearts to be in the quest of the Holy of Holies, which is heaven, where Jesus, our high priest, ministers for us. Hebrews chapter 9 and other passages in Hebrews. I hope this has been helpful. Just a little bit of, um, of the record. Um, I'll, I'll close with Josephus. Uh, he was a Jewish historian who described Pompey's siege of Jerusalem in 63 uh, BC. He says, There was nothing that affected the nation so much in the calamities they were then under as that their holy place, which had been hitherto seen by none, should be laid open to strangers. For Pompey and those that were about him went into the temple itself whether it was not lawful for any to enter, but the high priest. And they saw what was deposited there, the candlestick with its lamps, and the table, and the pouring vessels, and the censers, all made entirely of gold, as also a great quantity of spices heaped together with 2,000 talents of sacred money. So, of course, the most obvious omission, the most notable omission in the list there, that Josephus describes in what happened in 63 BCE, um, what is omitted is the Ark of the Covenant. Josephus was also a witness to the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple complex by the Roman Empire in the year 70 CE, or we call it 70 AD, in the war following the great Jewish revolt of 66 CE. So this is when the Jews were revolting against Rome. In a more ambiguous description of Titus and his triumph, Roman uh, Josephus listed the loot. He said, But for those that were taken in the temple of Jerusalem, they made the greatest figure of them all, that is, the golden table, of the weight of many talents, the candlestick also that was made of gold, and the last of all the spoils was carried the law of the Jews. So the candlestick, the menorah, we see those on the Arch of Titus. 
I'll try to put a picture up of that soon on our in our Facebook group. But nothing on that Arch of Titus resembles the Ark. The phrase, the law of the Jews, probably has contributed to people thinking that the Ark might be hidden in Rome somewhere. But we have no evidence of that. All right, I hope you have a good day, and I hope this was interesting, if not helpful, to you. Have a good one.